Caution, the Mark Hunger Show contains adult content intended for an adult audience. And, besides that, he's really weird. Welcome to the Mark Gunger Show with international marriage speaker and author of Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage, Mark Gunger. This is your source for practical, down-to-earth marriage advice without all the over-spiritualization or romantic nonsense. And now the host of the Mark Gunger Show, Mark Gunger. wild with delirious joy. They're watching the Mark Gunger Show, the show that deals with all things concerning marriage. marriage. Indeed, I am your host, the one, the only Mark Gunger. Joining me is always the very lovely and charming Diane Briley, so pretty today. And the man waving at the camera and <laughs> messing Sorry. up my opening shot. He was fanning me. <laughs> I know, I'm because warm. she's having a hot flash. Hot in here. These... <laughs> That's how we stay warm in Green Bay, Wisconsin. We find menopausal women, <laughs> put them in the room, <laughs> kind of like our own walking nuclear reactors. Uh, engineering the show is always the very talented but eerily creepy Timothy Robert Ray, pushing buttons, twisting knobs, and trying to stay awake during the production of this incomprehensibly boring show. This is the show that handles your marital challenges, your relational conundrums, and your dating dilemmas that you can email to us at ask, A-S-K, at markgunger.com. This is how the show works. You can stay totally anonymous and send us an email about anything. Nothing's off limits, hence the warning at the beginning of the show. Okay, we get all kinds of crazy that come onto this show, and a lot of questions people have about their sex lives and stuff that most Christians can't talk about, because apparently Christians don't have sex. I don't know what they're thinking. Every birth, apparently, is an immaculate conception. But uh, I don't think that's the case. So we'll take on whatever questions that you have. You get to stay totally anonymous. Nobody knows who you are. In exchange for the safety of anonymity, we are brutally honest. If we like what you have to say, we will celebrate you. If we don't like what you have to say, we will castigate you. Three versions of castigation on the show. One, we'll stick your head in the toilet and flush it. It's called a swirly. Hopefully the water spinning around your head will wake you out of your delusions. If we think you're crazy, you'll get the goat button. And if you blather on too much with unnecessary, unrelated details, which many people are prone to do, quite frankly, you will get the chicken. You get all three, you are officially crazy. All right, that's how the show works. That's how the game is played. What have you got for us today? Okay, this is actually funny. I think you're really going to like this one. A listener sent this. You know how people are always trying to find the what the Bible says to find your spouse and to oh, do yeah, yeah, yeah. different things? Okay, here's the top 15 biblical ways to find your spouse. <laughs> I was looking at this. Uh, this is hilarious. Folks, you got to pay attention to this. this you need to write this down. Very funny. You want the biblical way to find a spouse? These are biblical ways, ways to find a spouse. Mm-hmm. Ways found in the Bible. To find a spouse. Find spouse. Right. Okay, number one, find an attractive prisoner of war, bring her home, shave her head, trim her nails, and give her new clothes. Then she's yours. Apparently Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 21. 21 11. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's one way. Yeah. Uh, so uh, keep that in mind. So that's number one. All right, number two. Number two, find a prostitute and marry her like Hosea did. That's right. 
That's what God told. He told mm-hmm. Hosea, go marry a prostitute. And he didn't say what prostitute. He just said, go pick one. Mm-hmm. Pick a hoe, any hoe. Ho, 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 out there, go there, find a hoe. Mm-hmm. All right? So there was no big divine revelation. Just go find one. Mm-hmm. All right? That's uh, another way the Bible shows of someone who found a wife. Okay? Number three, find a man with seven daughters and impress him by watering his flock the way Moses did. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I know that I was very impressed when my son-in-law came and watered my flock mm-hmm. and I gave him my daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that works. <laughs> it's always impressive to come to the father and... And water the flock. Uh-huh. All right, all no, right. Number four, purchase a piece of property and get a woman as part of the deal Hallelujah. like Boaz did. That's what Boaz, Reuben Boaz. <laughs> he got some property and got the chick as part of the deal, which really may help if you're having a difficult time selling your home. You never, you know, a <laughs> lot of people... That could spark the turnaround. That, that's exactly, right that could be the economic turnaround that's right. that people are Include looking for your daughter. in the real estate market. <laughs> <laughs> buy, buy the house... We'll throw the chicken for free. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Okay, so okay. that's another biblical way to find a spouse. Number five, go to a party and hide. Mm-hmm. When the women come out to dance, grab one. Carry her off to be your wife, like the Benjamites <laughs> that's did. That's what the Benjamites did. <laughs> Benjaminites. I'm sorry. Benjamin, Mr. Benjamin Mr. and the So they, they, uh, they were waiting, yeah. and the girls came out, all the unmarried girls, and they're dancing. Mm-hmm. La, 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 la. I don't know what kind of dancing they were doing, but oh, after they're all dancing... They ran out and just grabbed one. one. Took her off. Took off. That was the single scene back then. (laughs) (laughs) Try that at the next wedding reception you're at, friends. Just see the single chicks run up and grab one and run off with her. Well, you know, they put them all up there when they're going to throw the bouquet kind of at the reception. So at least you'd know these are all the single ones out there on display. Grab one and run. Now, can you imagine how odd was that? Very odd. Some guy just reaches up and grabs you. And you're done. And you run. That's it. It's and like, you have to go off with them and do yeah. it. It's like combining Ooh. football and dating. <laughs> it's the best of both worlds. Oh. There's violence. Yeah. There's energy. Uh-huh. There's tackling. And and you get the chick at the end. I guess. So I don't know. I don't know. I think I we guess. should probably preach this more often. I guess. Hallelujah. Okay. All right. That's number five. Number six. Have God create a wife for you while you sleep. No, this will cost you a rib, yes, like it did Adam. Adam. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we all know about that one. Yes. All right. Okay. Number seven. Agree to work seven years in exchange for a woman's hand in marriage. Get tricked into marrying the wrong person. Sorry, the wrong woman. Uh-huh. Then work another seven years for the woman you wanted to marry in the first place. That's right. Fourteen years of toil for a woman. Now that's like a Jacob lot of work. Did. That's a lot of work. No, most guys just don't want to take Four, a... T- a lot of guys don't even want to go on a date. I know. Right, they don't want to make a phone call. Jacob works... Physical labor. 14 <laughs> years. 14 years. Of- now, first of all, he does it seven. Yes. Because the old man, was yes. it Laban or whatever, yeah. tricks him. And They gypped him. Yeah. So, here, here's the deal. Uh, and, and this is <laughs> for all you people who are into dating. Else, you have to understand, in biblical days, they didn't date. Their way of getting married is they went into the tent and, and hello, their version of, you know, introducing each other was mm-hmm. having sex. Mm-hmm. There, there's How's a, that for a blind date? <laughs> How's that for a handshake? <laughs> hey, how you doing? Good to see you. So that's a, now, obviously they didn't have lights. Mm-hmm. You know, you think they at least have a candle or something. Now, here's the deal. He had no idea what she even sounded like. Because he was so even, unfamiliar even in, He was so unfamiliar mm-hmm. that when he went into the tent, Laban gives him the first daughter. And he didn't even Which nobody it. wanted. Okay? So, he spends the night with her. He has no idea it's not her. That's the ultimate bait and switch right there. 
<laughs> man, you think you got a raw deal. So that's not, I married a man I didn't think I was marrying. I, yeah, you should have been this dude. So he, for seven years he works. He spends the night with this woman. He wakes up and, ah, you know, who's this? Yeah. Apparently she wasn't all that good looking. And he frightened him. And, you know, she frightened the children in the neighborhood yeah. and stuff. So she apparently, apparently. wasn't like, she had issues. Uh, but now he's got her. Well, they didn't fix it right away. I mean, it was like, oh, oh no, sorry, sorry, error on our part. No, no, Let's fix this for you. So he said, no, no, come on. It's the right thing to do. She's the first yeah, one. Yeah. Work another seven, seven years. Oh. Man, would I have been hort. Man, good grief. Talk about mad. <laughs> so he works seven more years. Now, seven? think of the poor girl, the first one. Oh, I know. How bad she got to feel. <laughs> terrible. She's got to feel oh, terrible. Oh, seriously. You wake up in the morning, Ew, you know, oh, come on. And you're hurting my feelings. You. <laughs> but that's he stayed married to her. Mm-hmm. All right. Works another seven years for a second. Okay, so that's always an option. <laughs> and if it's your sister, that's even worse, man, to get jilted like that by your sister. <laughs> Just saying. Good okay, here. Marrying sisters in the first place is like, Ugh. All right. Number All right. eight, my personal favorite, cut off 200 foreskins yes. from your future father-in-law's enemies and get his daughter for a wife, as David did. That's what David did. <laughs> There's nothing like the foreskin sacrifice. <laughs> To win over a father-in-law, go to his enemies and cut off their wee-wee, tips of their wee-wees, put them in a bag and bring them and say, here you go. Here you go, pops. Check out that girl, man. But you try what, 100, 150 foreskins for her? I don't know. Check over there, like 300 foreskins, man. So anyway, that's another another lovely biblical oh, version yeah. of marriage. Okay, what else mm-hmm. we got? Number nine, even if no one is out there, just wander around a bit and eventually you'll find someone. It's all relative, of course, as in Cain's case. That's what Cain did. He just got wandering around. Finally found, one. Finally found a chick wandering out mm-hmm. there. Married her. Okay. Okay. Number 10, become the emperor of a huge nation. Hold a beauty contest As like Xerxes, Xerxes and Ahasuerus yep. or whatever, whatever his name. Okay. All right, there's another version. Beauty contest. Pick the one you want. <laughs> 11, when you see someone you like. I like this one. This is Samson. Yeah, Samson. When you see someone you like, go home and tell your parents, I have seen a woman. Now get her for me. <laughs> if your parents question your decision, simply say, get her for me. She's the one for me. That's what he does. I'm sure there's many men who would like that. That's what he does. He comes home and he tells, you have to read the Bible. I know, it's silly. You know, what's hilarious about this is we over-romanticize marriage so much. Oh, God has a special... And the reality is there's not a single time where you see that in the Bible. Um, The Bible is about finding, taking, getting. Mm -hmm. That's what is about getting a wife, waiting for God to float a man into you. Good Lord, if I had $100 every person, I'd wait for the Lord to bring me a husband, mm-hmm. like they're Moses or something. And no place in the Bible do you see that. This is what you see in the Bible. Yes. Okay? So, uh, he goes to his parents and says, I saw me a woman. Go get her. Get <laughs> her done. What, that's what, get her done. <laughs> that's the one I want. So, his parents went out and got her. Uh-huh. I'm not sure how they swung that, but okay. Did. Number 12, Kill any husband and take his wife, but prepare to lose your son, though, as happened to David yeah, again. David. Yeah, he kills the guy and, and takes Bathsheba. Yes. We don't recommend that one. No. Killing people is generally frowned upon. Yeah. Okay, it was frowned upon in the Bible. Yes, actually. it was. God, God was not happy about this one. No, he was not. Oh, but that's what David did. All right. Okay, 13. Wait for your brother to die. Take his widow. It's not just a good idea. It's the law, as in the case of Onan and Boaz. <laughs> That was the rule. You had to. Yeah. yeah. If if your brother's wife died and she hadn't conceived yet, 
If your brother's died. If your brother died, yes. not the brother's wife. <laughs> you don't marry the brother. Ooh, that's a whole other. So, <laughs> if the brother's wife dies, and then you got to marry her yeah. and have children with her. Yeah. A little creepy. Yeah. All right, but there, that's what they did. Okay, this one many men might appreciate. Mm-hmm. Number 14, don't be so picky. Make up for quality with quantity. That's like one Solomon. way. Solomon, get a thousand women, and you don't worry about the one. You might have dozens of the one. Who cares? You're likely to find that special one. When you have, I don't know, a thousand women. Yeah. I would think the you, odds... You might like one of one them. One of those. <laughs> one of them might One fit. has to stand out <laughs> in that mess. All right. And finally, number 15, as Paul did, a wife. Not. Yeah, he didn't want a wife. He didn't so. want one at all. I don't know. Paul might have been the smartest one in the bunch. All right, there's your biblical versions of marriage. I hope that really blessed your heart today. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back with your emails right after this. Sign up for Mark's newsletter for your chance to win a Kindle Fire. Visit LaughYourWay.com. This podcast of The Mark Gunger Show is brought to you by Audible.com, the leading provider of audiobooks in the world. Over 100,000 titles, every version of book that you can imagine. I know a lot of people don't have a lot of time to read, but they do have a lot of time to listen, which is what you're doing listening to this obnoxious broadcast. Uh, now, if you go to audiblepodcast.com slash Gunger, you can get a free download. Absolutely free. Any book that you want, you can download it to your iPhone, iPad, whatever, I, 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 I don't know, whatever you got. Kindles and, not Kindles, the Kindles aren't auto. Are they? You can't hear on a Kindle. You've got to read a Kindle. I, I, Who knows? I don't have a Kindle. What? I can't read. I'm illegitimate. <laughs> Actually, it's illiterate. Kindle Fire is. Can't it do like a tablet? I don't know. Why do I know? I'm ignorant. Okay? I need to get an Audible book, so I'm not so ignorant. If you go and get a book and listen to it today, you can do it for free. You can download any book for free and get a 30-day free trial at audiblepodcast.com slash gunger, and you won't be nearly as ignorant as I am. Do it today. Audiblepodcast.com, audiblepodcast.com slash gunger. I'm tired of eating turkey and chicken I guess it's time to break my tradition I need some meats from back in the day They say it ain't right But who cares what they say Jimmy Bratcher, the new album. They have all the finest cuts. Make it with a pork chop fry rider. Use leftover meatloaf if you can, but I want a, a bologna sandwich, man. This whole song is about bologna sandwiches. Right. Now, what that has to do with anything, I have no idea. Put on his new album, which, by the way, is fabulous. Uh, he has this one song about bologna sandwiches. The kids will love it. It's great. You ought to get that on Nickelodeon or something, because it is really funny. All about eating bologna sandwiches. Speaking of bologna, you are listening to The Mark Gunger Show. We got some. We got a lot of bologna on here. Asking my thoughts, uh, along with Diane and Phil, answering your questions about love, marriage, and relationships. What do you got? Okay, first email, she says, my husband and I have a great relationship and our sex life is good. However, Mm -hmm. I cannot seem to really enjoy our time together without some kind of fantasy. Mm -hmm. I try to make sure I am fantasizing only about him, but it still bothers me that I can't seem to get turned on by him just being my husband. I'm not sure if it's wrong to have fantasies. How can I fix this problem? 
Um, so I asked her a bit more information uh-huh. if she was sexual prior to their marriage. She said no, that she was not asked her about porn and that she says, I have watched porn and erotic movies and read books, at least one of the Fifty Shades of Grey book. The images are definitely there, she says. They've been married seven years. She looked at porn, read Fifty Shades, mm-hmm. but never was sexually active before she got married. Right. She said they're both Christians, active in the church, very conservative church. She knows if she asks her pastor, he would say that it's wrong. Of course it's wrong. She, thought she it was, knows it's yeah, wrong, She thought it was too. harmless at first, but now she's gotten to the point that she cannot climax without fantasizing in her head about it. Even Which she, is the point. That's the point. People talk about, oh, if you get into porn and all this stuff, it'll really spice up your love life, get vibrators, all these toys, oh, it'll really spice things. When in reality, it ends up ruining your sex life. People who go down this path wind them wind up in a diminished capacity. The biggest lie sold in the sexual revolution is that doing all this stuff will spice things up. It does not. It makes it worse. And here's a lady, she gets buzzed on this, and now she can't just have normal sex with her husband. She's got to go off into crazy land thinking about all the sick stuff she's seen uh, in, order, in, other, in order to get turned on. Look, the only way to fix this, because you know it's wrong, your church knows it's wrong, you know I'm going to tell you it's wrong, for heaven's sakes, is uh, stop it. So why can't I get turned on? Well, you know what? Some of you guys, the reason you struggle in your sex life is because of overstimulation anyway. Here's a great way. If you are in a place where you're having a hard time having an appetite and nothing seems to work and you're never hungry, here's my advice. Fast for a day or two. I tell you, go three days without eating a thing. I promise you, you could take a look at Jimmy's bologna sandwich. Mm-hmm. Bologna sandwich. You'll be singing the bologna sandwich, man, and going, hallelujah for the bologna sandwich. You think it's the best thing you ever had. Why? Because you haven't eaten in three days. Some of you people who are constantly, this lady, they're over, overstimulated, over, and they got to constantly ramp it up and think crazy thoughts, perverted thoughts oftentimes in their heads. Uh, even as Christians, they know they should not do this thing. They justify it because they think they need it to get stimulated. No, you don't. So what do I do? Well, just knock it off. You know, the Bible talks about fasting from sex, okay? Now, that's the exception. That's not the rule. Normally, you should be very sexually active. Husbands and wives should be going to the promised land as often as they can. Hallelujah. But you get in a situation like this, just make an agreement. Say, you know what? Let's not have sex for the next 10 days. 10 days, nothing. I promise you. You'll start to heal. Your head will straighten out. And when you come back together with him, you are not going to need pictures or visions of any other kind of nonsense. Yeah, and you need to keep doing this. If it means actually slowing down your sex life to build back up your appetite, that is the healthy thing to do. And you'll get back to a normal sex life and you will just start to enjoy each other for each other instead of living in some fantasy land with some weirdos and sickos. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be back with more emails right after this. Mark Gunger. Yeah, we've got an app for that. Download your free Mark Gunger app today. We're back. Mark Gunger Show, talking about love, marriage, and relationship, answering your emails. Okay, you need to do some clarification, Mm -hmm. because apparently on a previous show, there was some ambiguity on what you said. (laughs) Can't imagine that. 
He apparently said that he was interested to hear you say that a woman probably didn't need to tell her husband about something that she was doing with another guy because she didn't do full intercourse. So whether you said that, whether it was misinterpreted, I don't know. But his question is, where's the line between being a sexual sin against God and where you have to tell your spouse? Look, all I said is there's a difference between feeling something in your heart and actually doing it. Okay? There's a big, big difference. People say, no, it's not. Jesus said it's the same. Well, before God, it's the same. You know, with this whole sexual thing, the adultery thing, this, you know, mm-hmm. if, he, if he thinks that it's adultery and he's committed adultery, no, he's thought about that. It's, it's not the same. It's the same before God. You want a good perspective? Back up a verse where Jesus talks about getting angry at someone. He says it's the same thing as killing them. You're guilty of murder. Now, I don't know anyone who equates getting ticked off at somebody with murder. Now, before God, it's the same kind of wickedness in your heart. But I'm not sure of anyone who has ever gotten really ticked off at somebody and then went and turned themselves in at the local courthouse and said, you know what? I'm guilty of murder. And, uh, and you need to strap me down and, and give me the needle. All right? And I'm not aware. If you did that, they'd think you're a nutcase. They'd probably arrest you. Well, <laughs> put you in a... Straight jacket. Straight jacket. Put in a padded room. All right? So no one even questions that. But for some reason, the very next verse, you got all these holy people who say, Oh, no, no. If you think it's the same thing as doing it, it's not the same thing as actually doing it. It is before God. And you need to but, confess that to God. His question is, how much do you confess to your spouse then? Well, there's a difference between what you feel in your heart and what you actually do. If you do something, now you need to confess it. Okay, but if it's not intercourse... No, still, do, I mean, if you're making out with some guy, you need to confess yeah. that. Okay, if you're I guess that was giving each confusion. other oral sex with some man you're not married to, of course you got to yes. confess that stuff. If you're feeling each other up, you need yeah. to confess that stuff. I'm not talking about that. That you need to confess. But there's a difference between actually doing something and thinking and feeling. Because I know people who will admit, you know, that they feel very emotionally connected to someone else. And they'll say, you know what, I'm, I'm guilty of adultery because I'm having an emotional affair. Now, have they actually done no. anything? They haven't done it. I was talking to one lady in my office right here, you know, who said uh, their, their, their marriage has been destroyed for the last 20 years because she says, you know, there's all this bitterness between each other. And I said, what's the problem? I said, well, I, I, I committed adultery. I said, whoa, well, what'd you do? Well, I didn't actually do anything, but, but I felt really attracted to this guy. So I know it's adultery. Well, where'd she get that idea? From some idiot well-meaning Christian idiot. So she's feeling horrible all this time. No, I'm just saying some well-meaning pastor or some other moron comes to, not the moral morons, a lot of pastors are, but not not most of them. But they they don't know what they're talking about. They've told this stuff. They teach stuff. They don't know what they're talking about. And there's one area that church does a terrible job on is teaching on morality and marriage. They just don't seem to have a clue. So they've heard some pastor say to her that uh, an affair, an emotional affair is the same thing as having an affair because Jesus said if you do it in your heart, it's the same thing as actually doing it. Yes, before God, but not actually doing it. So you, I'm saying, you'd mean to tell me you never did anything? No. You never kissed the man? No. You ever touch each other? No. So did she go and confess to her husband and it yes. turned it all in turmoil? Yes. See, this is what the question she is. She went Do to you her husband. No, that? you don't confess between you and God. What so about she... porn? That's what he's asking. Okay, but there's you're doing something. This is true. Okay? True. Okay? 
We're talking about the do. So I know of people, they have literally destroyed their marriage. And then they went to the church and she confessed it to the pastor. And he said, yep, you're guilty of adultery. And so they have all been going on. This is something that she's been guilty of adultery for 20 years. When she has not been guilty of adultery for 20 years. She's just around a bunch of very stupid people who don't understand the Bible. There's a difference between thinking and feeling something and actually doing it. Goodness gracious. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be back with more right after this. Caution. The Mark Hunger Show contains adult content intended for an adult audience. This extraordinary love can be extremely complicated, but it's more than enough to sustain me, contain me. The music of Michael O'Brien. Check out his music at michaelo.org. You're listening to The Mark Gunger Show. Talking about love, marriage, and relationships. Uh, Mark Gunger along with Diane Briley, Phil Gunger, Nancy, and Timmy taking care of the technical side of things. Answering your emails. Okay, she says, I'm a 32-year-old mother of three. My husband and I were married 11 years. It was a rocky 11 years. There was infidelity on his part, lack of respect for him on my part. They weren't Christians at the time. Well, it is hard to respect someone who's having sex with other women. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) That might come as a shock to you, but it's kind of hard to respect your husband when he's, I don't know, having sex with other women. Yes. Yes, okay. So, but it would, yeah, okay. They weren't Christians at the time. They've since become Christians Mm -hmm. and have since divorced. She says that he claims uh, that he wants to return to her and is apologizing over and over. He says that he watches sermons from the church that she attends as often as he can, claims to have reached out to pastors at the church, wants the family back together, has been a father to our children. He never was before to the point where the children miss him and constantly ask for him. Her question is, how do I know his words and actions are sincere? I pray on it constantly, ask for help and guidance. Should his movements toward God be closer, getting God closer to him than worrying about winning us back? Where do I go from here? Well, I think both are happening. He's getting right with God, and he wants to win back his family, and he's trying to win back his family. You know, on this show, uh, you hear uh, almost all the music breaks are from my very good friend, probably one of my best friends in the world, Jimmy Bratcher. They call him the Electric Rev. He's a, he's a preacher, but he's also a blues guitarist and does a lot of Christian blues and all kinds of blues, and he's a fabulous musician. He has an amazing testimony. He does. This is exactly what happened to them. Him and his wife had gotten divorced. Uh, he came to Christ. They reconciled and have had an incredible marriage. In fact, if you, you might want to go to Jimmy Bratcher's website. I don't know what his... Is it jimmybratcher.com, I think, is what I always say. Jimmy Bratcher, yeah, jimmybratcher.com. Uh, go check it out. In fact, you can probably email him from your... Uh, off of his website and ask him. Ask him, how did you guys do this? He might even have his testimony somewhere available on there uh, on CD or you can download somehow, uh, get the CD from him and hear his testimony. It's quite amazing. That's the wonderful thing about faith. Even though him and his wife had gotten divorced because she beat the snot out of him. She did. (laughs) Which, by the way, you always hear about men are so, you know, they're, you know, violent. Do you know most assaults in America, almost half the assaults in America are women on men. You don't hear you this. don't hear about it, though. You think it's all men beating up women. And look, no one's validating any of this. No one should ever hit anybody. But almost half of them, 40-some percent, are actually women mm-hmm. beating the snot out of guys. And I think she even put him in the hospital. Wow. And, uh, and his, gram- his mother, or his grandmother, I think, paid for the divorce. He says, you know your marriage is bad when granny is going to pay for the divorce. Yeah. So, granny paid for the divorce so Jimmy could dump his wife. They were both little heathens. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came to Christ later, and 
got remarried and have had a fabulous life together. So there's always wonderful hope. Uh, at some level, what she's asking is what everybody asks. All the yep. way, how can I know? They and they'll the never guarantee. do it again. There is no guarantee in life, okay? There's no guarantee. In other words, you could get hurt again. That's life. No one, you can't guarantee anything. My wife could run off with another man today, God forbid. There's nothing I can do about it. You know, there's a thing called trust. That's what trust is. Trust is moving together with someone with no guarantees. Those of you who want, how can I know he won't? Those of you who think like that, uh, you're never going to get it. Quit thinking in those terms. I'll tell you, the All one right? guarantee she can have, if they stay apart, her kids are going to struggle a lot. Oh, yeah. Those that kids, is a guarantee. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The biggest guarantee you'll have is that your children will suffer immensely because of the lack of the father, mm-hmm. which you're writing by your own words, are clamoring to have dad back in their lives. My advice is if you're willing to forgive the guy, forgive him and let him back in and quit worrying about guarantees and be aware there are some fabulous stories. Uh, that are just like yours. And again, I would uh, recommend that you check out Jimmy's because that's a great story. All right. Okay, this one says, my husband and I are considering renewing our wedding vows for our 10-year anniversary. While I was doing some research on renewal ceremonies, I came across a website that said, renewing your wedding vows is unchristian and unbiblical. Uh We were wondering what your thoughts are on renewing your wedding vows and if it is okay to do so. Uh, There's a difference between unbiblical and (sighs) anti-biblical. All right? They're right. It's unbiblical in the sense there's no place in the Bible that talks about renewing your vows. There's no place in the Bible that talks about having bobbleheads. Actually, in the Old Testament, it says, don't make unto thee any graven Graven image. That's pretty much a graven image. But But we're not worshiping it. I I know it's a temptation for some of you to bow down in front of my bobblehead because it's so like me. I can understand that. Uh, But there's nothing that specifically deals with bobbleheads or little furry creatures or what kind of tea you should drink. Or there's nothing in the Bible about having computers. It's unbiblical to drive a car, quite frankly, because there's nothing in the Bible about cars. There are things in the Bible about horses. So if you're going to be totally biblical, you should only have a horse and get rid of your car, which I think you should give to me, particularly if it is a Lexus or something along that category. I would, you know, any anybody with, you know, you know, Mercedes, you know, anything like that. Lamborghini. Lamborghini, especially mm-hmm. Lamborghinis, mm-hmm. you know. Definitely you should donate to my life and drive a horse around. So that that it, it is to drive to ha- a horse. Drive around so like a horse. a horse in the car with you. <laughs> <laughs> drive a horse. Drive the around. horse around. Come on, horse, get in there. No, that's what they, you, you drove the horses, right? Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. drive horses. Smart Alec, what do you know about horses back there? Y'all ignorant little snot. <laughs> <laughs> Just clarifying. Okay, that talking. could mean two different things. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, is it unbiblical to drive a car? Yes, it is unbiblical, but it's not anti-biblical. Well, that's an there's interesting a, little take on the, the words there. Well, there's no, there's nothing uh, anti. It doesn't yeah. say thou shalt not walk, go around in a vehicle powered by gas, which has wheels. All right. So there's no offense. There's nothing in the. It's unbiblical to fly in an airplane because the Bible doesn't talk about it. There's all kinds of things that are unbiblical for heaven's sakes. So. When some pinhead, what is the motive of someone writing something like that? Having a website, it's unbiblical to read it. What do you care? Well, it's like the people who say that it's unbiblical to celebrate Christmas. Because you're not supposed to celebrate it because there's no command in the Bible that says celebrate that you Christmas. celebrate Je- the birth of Jesus. That's exactly right. And there is, by the way, no place. That so says, they say that it's because and there's it's not no there. place. There's no place that says to okay. celebrate Easter. There's no place that says all kinds of stuff. There's a lot of things we wouldn't be and couldn't be doing if you only could do what was in the Bible. Yeah. Now they say it's unbiblical again. Unbiblical. If you're saying in the sense that there's no place in the Bible, that's one thing. To say that it's 
against the Bible, that's a whole other deal. There's nothing against the Bible about reaffirming your commitment to each other. Uh, in fact, we know that uh, you can reaffirm your commitment to God. Mm-hmm. In Revelation, Jesus says, go back and do your first works again. You've lost your first love. What is he basically talking about? We're talking about renewing mm-hmm. your vows. So, we think it's, per- I don't think it's really un- even unbiblical from that standpoint right. because you see that in the scripture, Israel coming back and making itself right with God and renewing their commitment to God. So, I don't know what pinhead of all the things in the world for someone to write a blog about and post to give people a hard time. Seriously, we're going after people who are wanting to reaffirm their commitment to each other. Oh, isn't that horrible? <laughs> people dying and going to hell, marriages falling way. apart, children living without their fathers, people committing adultery, fornicating, God knows what's going on, and this is the battle you want to fight. Mm-hmm. That people are renewing their vows and you're having a hard time with it. Whatever website you got on that, quit going to stupid websites. What is it with people? Searching all the, you know how much crazy there is on oh, websites out there? Tons. The only website you should ever visit is mine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because clearly I'm brilliant. Simply brilliant. Mm-hmm. Besides, websites are unbiblical. Biblical. <laughs> There's nothing in the Bible about websites. We'll take a break. We'll be back with more emails right after this. Attend Mark's Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage event. Visit LaughYourWay.com for upcoming dates and locations. We are back. Mark Gunger Show, talking about love, marriage, and relationships. Answering your emails about love, marriage, and relationships, along with Philip James Gunger, the Magnificent, and Diane Briarly. You sound like a magician. You are. You are the Magnificent. That's a nice shirt. It is cool. Very fall. Mm-hmm. Very Octoberish. That's what my wife said. Is that right? It is. Uh huh. She picks my clothes. Is that right? It's very fallish. Of course. Mm-hmm. That's why I pay her all that money. <laughs> Help me with decisions like that. <laughs> what? What are you doing? Thanksgiving. Oh, I know, I know, I know. This is being. She's saying this show's showing during Thanksgiving. I know, I know, but it's it's kind of a Thanksgiving shirt. It is. It's like you know, turkey. You have to wear that when you eat turkey and stuff. I think I need a tablecloth for my Thanksgiving dinner made out of that. <laughs> Actually, if you think about it, it does look like a tablecloth. That's what he's wearing. Now we're insulting his wife. All right, what do you got there? I'm waiting for my <laughs> adjective. You said Philip the Magnificent, and then you said Diane Barley, and then you got uh, out I don't know, the, the crazy. There oh, you go. The apathetic. The apathetic. Good. Oh, uh, you have your own theme song. <laughs> That's terrible. Anyway. You're awful. <laughs> okay, email from a... That's his. 20- Mark the awful. <laughs> Mark the awful. Mark the awful. I agree. See, everybody's got a name on this show. Okay, 25-year-old single guy writing in. Uh-huh, okay, uh-huh, uh-huh. He says, so far I've been dating women, and just about 90% have told me that they are not interested in any relationship but just want to be friends. 
I would take them out at least once a week for ice cream or bowling or something like that that didn't cost very much. That's what he said. <laughs> well, that, wait, hold on. Hold on right there. That, that right there might be your problem. You're cheap. By the third or fourth date, they finally come out about their interest, or lack of interest, I would say, that they just want to be friends. Third or fourth date. Uh-huh, that they just want to be friends. Okay, they've been one, with you four mm-hmm. times. They've gotten mm-hmm. a general sense yes, yes. of your... Yes. Essence. Yes. And so one other thing is that they also tell me they're more focused and interested in their careers and the workplace. Now, he said that could be, Uh or I could just be stupid, or it's something else. Okay. That's what he says. So he dates them about three, four times, and and they they really don't want anything to do with them after that I asked him I'm going I'm I'm joining the the Peace Corps and working with yeah (laughs) poor children in African countries and I want to focus on my job and I'm not really interested in being but then he said after they say they don't really want to date him and they're not looking for relationships Uh he sees them later on with other men and then they're saying they're in a relationship with the other guys (laughs) and getting married so so his question is what exactly these questions about the things that are singles just are girls thinking this way or what's going on out uh, there. The, the women you're dating are. <laughs> mm-hmm. Someone told what? them that he should stop looking because once you do that, then the girl just comes along when you least expect it. No, no, that's stupid. <laughs> now that's just that's just dumb. Whoever whoever uh-huh. whoever talks that way should get a swirly. That's pure nonsense. Don't, you know. Stop looking and she'll just come along. Yeah, these are the people who ne- never, never get married. Mm-hmm. I ain't dating. You talk these, you know, I've met these singles. I know. Drop dead gorgeous women, but up there, you're 35, 40, 45, and they're still and they're single. Waiting. And I mean, drop dead gorgeous. And I'm thinking, seriously, you're still single? And I said, so you, so you can't find anybody to date? Oh, no, I, I don't believe in dating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> waiting for the FedEx man to deliver him to the doorstep. <laughs> moron you're not dating what do you think's gonna happen of course you're gonna stay single these people literally have over spiritualized everything they're waiting for god to float in some man on a magic carpet or something of course they're gonna stay single of all the routine at least this guy has an intelligent brain and he knows if i'm gonna find a wife i've got to go look for a wife Mm -hmm. and he's seeing women and he's dating them obviously the ones you're dating don't want to be with you don't take it personally it's hard not to (laughs) don't because you are being personally rejected I don't know. What do you want? You want to marry someone who can't stand you? I mean, at least you're finding out up front. You're dating him after four times, so they're going, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I can't go out anymore. I gotta wash my goldfish or something. What they're saying is they don't want to be. They don't want. Well, to. and it's not that these girls are, have this concept of that they want just friendship and not dating, and they want careers. Honey, that's just a really nice, polite way that they're trying to tell you they're not interested in yes, you. Yes, yes. It's just a polite they, letdown because they are, yes, those they of are us dump, have done that. They're dumping your butt. That's, <laughs> Your butt has been dumped. Yeah. Is it? So, but don't get discouraged. Just keep looking. You know, there's a gazillion, man. You know, available Christian women out, out there. He could be dating a different one every day for the yeah. next 10 years of his life. Just keep going until you find one that makes it to yeah. the fifth date. Yeah. One who says, you know, I, I kind of like you. But maybe you want to do something that costs a little bit more money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Might want to go beyond, I don't know, bowling and ice cream. What? How old is this guy? 25. 78? 25. Bowling and ice cream. This is his idea of a date. All right. You know. That, so that might be it. Yeah, try not to be so cheap, maybe. McDonald's, bowling, ice cream. 
<laughs> you know, go to the mall you, to watch people. <laughs> you you gonna eat the rest of that sandwich? <laughs> if those are the four dates, probably not really good. I don't want to waste that food. You gonna you gonna eat the rest of that sandwich? Have the rest of your sandwich. You know, maybe, maybe you might be. Who knows? You got any friends? Some people don't have any friends. Ask your friends. Talk what to your they friends. Think. You know, say, you know, maybe they'll tell you. You know, you, you got bad breath. Maybe. Yeah, you know, maybe your breath would stop. Stop. Maybe you stop a horse. I, you know, I'm not don't kidding. Dress well Look, or there something. are people like that. I know. They have breath. That would melt. <laughs> that would melt a, a steel bolt. Yeah. You know, you just whatever you you know how you you got you got these bolts you're trying to get and you can't and you just man I wish that guy was here so he could breathe on this thing. So you go and mm-hmm. just free that sucker right up. That would just pop right out of there. Okay, and they have no idea. They have no idea that the breath absolutely is horrid. They don't have any idea that they have bo. Because mm-hmm. if you got bo, it's hard to know you got bo because you're comfortable with your b. Mm-hmm. You know. What I mean? Smells normal to you. Maybe you stink. I don't know. Don't know. I said this once to a guy. Yeah. He got all depressed. He sent us an email saying he was going to kill himself. He was a smart aleck. He wasn't going to kill himself. He just wanted to get a rise out of me. You know, I don't know. Maybe you reek. I have no idea. Have things in your teeth? Do you have teeth? I mean, maybe he's got no teeth. You know, maybe two or three are missing. When you maybe. grin, it's like, ah, you know, it looks like a jack-o'-lantern. And it freaks the willies out of people. I don't know. You get got some, some friends, <laughs> yeah. Get you know, if nothing else, talk to some of these girls who have dated you in the past. I, I, I don't, I don't want to date, date with you. you. I, I just want a question. Just help me. Help me. What's, what's my problem? And you know, you might have to pry it out of them because nobody wants to hurt your feelings mm-hmm. except me. <laughs> and uh, and so, you know, is, is it me? <laughs> Listen, if every woman you want doesn't want to be with you, and you're asking the question, is it me? Mm-hmm. The answer is. Yes. Probably. Yes. If, if, if nobody wants to be around you, it's you. Okay? That's not don't get depressed. It doesn't mean to kill yourself. It doesn't mean the end of life. It's just find out what it is and fix it. Anything can be fixed. Okay? So, but I don't know anything about this guy. What do we know about no. him? I'm sure. But he's a smart guy. Because mm-hmm. he's not sitting around just waiting for stuff yes. to happen. He's out there actively dating these girls. That's And smart. keep on, man. And he's semi successful. Yeah, at least well, they're going out with him initially. He gets the third or fourth date instead of just the one or two. Yeah, I don't know. You know, who knows? You might be fine. It might just be the chicks you're dating. And maybe know. you're shooting, you know, a little bit out of your league. That's maybe. another thing uh, guys do. Some of these guys only date these super babes. Yeah. I mean, they are drop-dead gorgeous babes. And quite frankly, it is out of their league. Yeah. I have a friend who was like that. Yeah. He was always dating these gorgeous chicks. And I'm thinking, dude, have you looked in the mirror? Yeah. <laughs> Yep. And then he finally married a very plain-looking lady, and they've been thrilled, happily married ever since, and have a wonderful life together. Well, if he would have stayed in super babe mode, mm-hmm. he'd still be single. Mm-hmm. He finally got a clue one day. He said, you know what? I don't need a super babe. I just need a nice woman. So he, he, that's a great point. He might be totally out of his league. A lot of guys mm-hmm. do that. They do. A lot of times when you're, you're swinging for the fences, yeah. you strike out a lot more than you get hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They shoot for tens, and they're uh, maybe a five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you might be four material. Yeah. <laughs> and you better seriously go for the fours and fives. You don't go for the tens. You know, and, and listen, it's not all about this drop-dead gorgeous status. Some of the most wonderful wives in the In fact, some of you single, this is a great conversation. Mm-hmm. A lot of these single guys in churches, they're just dumb as bricks. You know, they're waiting for this super babe. So all these women around them, and they're looking for these super babes. Look at the majority of married couples in your church, okay? Next Sunday morning, just look around at all these happily married people. 
and see how many of them are super babes. You will find the vast majority of them are not. They're just everyday, normal, attractive, but they're just everyday, normal women. And they're all happily married. Very few people get super babes. And they you, tend to be very high maintenance and would oh, not make you very happy. Thing. I good mean, that's grief. the sad part of it. You know who gets super babes? Either really good looking guys or guys with a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of jack. Man, I was, I was out at Sturgis. Yeah, I never told you this story, you guys. Probably, and we need to take, I'll come, we'll take a break. I'll come back, I'll tell you my Sturgis story okay. right after this. Have a marriage dilemma? Email your questions to ask at markgunger.com and Mark can answer them during one of our shows. Mark Unger Show, talking about love, marriage, and relationships, uh, answering your emails about the same. Uh, we just uh, were answering an email from this guy who says he's dating all these chicks and none of them are interested in him. What should he do? We're saying, you just keep dating. And Phil brought up a great point, which is, you know, he might be dating out of his league, which I've seen that a lot of times. And not just men do this. Mm-hmm. I've seen women do this. They want that mm-hmm. incredible... Come on, Brad Pitt, man. Yeah. Uh, and they're serious about it. They're really hanging on. And you on. ain't and Angelina Jolie. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, they're not Angelina Jolie. What are that's they what thinking? And the guys waiting to date Angelina yeah. Jolie, and they look, you know, like Barney Fife yeah. inst- instead of, you know, Brad Pitt. Yeah. And it's like nasty. You know, get a clue. Get some some realist. And I said, the only people who ever seem to marry, because I said, go to your church. Look at all the couples. Think of all the couples you know who are married very happily. I mean, truly happily married. Look at them. Look at the husband. Look at their wife. Neither one of them are in the Brad and Angelina category. Mm-hmm. All you guys waiting for this super perfect human being, no wonder you're still single. You know, a little reality check. Go look in the mirror. What do you, th- what do you yeah. think you look like, for heaven's sakes? So I uh, said so the people who tend to marry super babes usually wind up with someone who's really high maintenance. Yeah. And it drives them crazy. And I've talked to these guys. Yeah. You look at their wives and it's like, oh my gosh. But then you listen to them. You know, 10 minutes into it, I want to take my own life. Yeah. I want to get it's away like from this woman. You know, I think there's nothing's worth nope. this, okay? And uh, these guys are just, you know. So uh, anyway, or guys who have a lot of money. Yeah. You know, they tend to wind up with these super babes because these women, well, one of the great things that they want is, you know, security. So it's very attractive to them. Which reminded me, I was in Sturgis. Mm-hmm. I, knew, I told you guys to start, but you know, with Jimmy and those guys, this lady was on the back of this motorcycle. I'm telling you, she was probably the most physically attractive human being I've ever seen in my life. I'm talking movies, Angela, any of them. They all were in pain. I have never seen someone who, this she was like picture, goddess, goddess, and I mean, she comes pulling, this is like, sucks the air out of the whole air, <gasps> you know, wow, and she gets off the bike, and you look at the guy she's with, and he looks like an old bag beat half to death, <laughs> the only thing you can figure is that boy had a lot of money, <laughs> all right, we'll see ya, bye bye boy, have fun storming the castle.